0: Today's episode of Trail Correspondence is presented by Hyperlite Mountain Gear. Hyperlite Mountain Gear is deeply rooted in the pursuit of ultralight and uncomplicated backcountry travel. With a decade of experience building legendary gear using Dyneema composite fabrics, their backpacks, shelters, and accessories allow the kindred explorers they exist for to achieve their goals following the simple logic that a lighter kit is more comfortable and efficient to carry. From the weight of the gear to the scale of the endeavor, everything less matters. And good news, trail correspondence listeners, that's you, can score a 10% discount off the wildly popular Hyperlite Mountain Gear, Windrider, and Southwest backpacks by using code TREK10, that's all caps and the number 10, at checkout at HyperliteMountainGear.com. I've used the Hyperlite Mountain Gear Southwest for the duration of the Wonderland Trail and many shorter hikes since, and I am a big fan of its simplicity and durability. Definitely do not sleep on this deal, as it expires on May 15th at midnight Eastern Time. The discount does not pertain to their kits, e-gift cards, and select accessories, and it's not available with other promotions. Head to HyperliteMountainGear.com to take advantage of this deal right now. Okay, to the show.
1: I think it's gone beyond my expectations in terms of actually an experience. And I really, um, yeah, and I admire everyone that commits themselves to do something like this. I think it's a life-changing, it will be a life-changing experience.
0: correspondence presented by the trek. To prepare for a through hike is to spend months reading blog posts, watching videos, and following social media accounts, trying to absorb as much information for your forthcoming journey as possible. But even the most type A person can't completely envision what lies ahead on the trail. And thank God for that. That is precisely the premise of today's show. Today, our hikers let us in on how the journey has deviated from their expectations. Today's updates come from the same hikers you heard in the previous episode. We're going to continue segmenting our hikers this way, grouped by embark date rather than trail, to limit the delay of these recordings as much as possible. This means you'll be getting updates from both the Appalachian Trail and Pacific Crest Trail. And you'll be hearing from Frozen, Catherine, Missy, Kenneth, Melissa, Nancy, Sarah, Zach, and Hazmeen, here it is. Enjoy.
2: Hey everybody, it's Frozen coming to you from the top of Georgia Hostel, mile marker 69.3. Well, it's been six days out for me on the trail now, and I'm having a blast out here. There have just been days that I'm just drinking my morning coffee and staring out over the Georgia mountains and just thinking how happy I am to actually have made it out here. You know, something that not a lot of people can even say that they have the guts to even do. You know, quitting their job and going out to live a dream. The first six days have been pretty amazing for me. And the community here, I just want to touch on that. That's been outstanding, way better than I had hoped. I'm a bit introverted by nature, but um, I kind of stayed away from people and I was forced to mingle around Neil's Gap when I picked up my first resupply package. And genuinely, people want to include you in on their conversation and you know, they want to hear your stories and I want to hear other people's stories. So that was my first kind of experience with uh, the thru-hiking community. I met uh, several thru-hikers on day three, I believe it was when I picked up my package and I left very happy knowing that this is possibly something that I'm going to enjoy as far as interaction the rest of the way. Um, a few days in, I believe it was day four, I decided to try, you know, instead of stealth camping the whole time at, you know, pre-existing campsites, I decided to, Hey, let's, uh, mingle around the shelter area. So I stayed at blue mountain shelter and I, you know, set up my, my tent or not my tent, my hammock for the night. And I went in to, uh, you know, the shelter to have some dinner and again, excellent experience. With the hiking community. So, uh, the previous day I wanted to touch on because it's actually a great story. I was having a late day and I was coming down into Woody Gap and I had planned on getting, uh, you know, water and just kind of setting up camp around a stream. Well, there was no campsites available. So I'm struggling to find a campsite that I can just set up in at the end of the night. It was like 630. The sun's going down and I can't find a campsite <laughs> to save my life. Um, I look around Woody Gap and the wind just starts blowing like crazy. Um, I finally uh, duck down Uh, Into a little valley because I thought it would be a little bit more protected than staying up top on the ridge And it was but I still had the craziest experience that I've ever had in my entire hiking career Uh, What was happening is uh, I could hear the wind coming down the ridge. It sounded like a freaking freight train. And I had timed it down to once I heard the sound, 42 seconds later, I would have to brace myself because I knew my hammock would start uh, blowing around. And it was just absolutely, incredibly terrifying, the force (laughs) that that wind was coming through. I think I was talking to other hikers the day after that, and they said there was wind gusts up to 55 miles per hour. Uh, and, you know, luckily, I wasn't even on top of the ridge, so I can't even imagine how powerful it was up there. As far as the, you know, how difficult the AT has been, um, it is a little more challenging than I had originally expected. I'm used to hiking areas in, you know, Pennsylvania, Virginia, New York, even Minnesota, North Carolina, your Smokies area, and just Georgia is just every day you wake up and you go up the hill and you go up some more and then you come down and then you go up then down then you camp and then you kind of do it all over again the next day so the elevation is definitely unexpected but I'm very very happy that I'm not having any kind of you know foot or knee or IT band or really any kind of physical pain throughout my journey and I'm just so thankful for that because I know that every day I go through you know, the day hiking that I'm just going to be that much stronger for the next day. And I am honestly trying to keep my mileage low. I'm uh, the kind of guy that wants to get up and do, you know, 20, 20 mile days every every day. I'm limiting myself down to 15 to 17 uh, to start mainly around 15 to 16, to be honest. Um, And I've planned a certain amount of resupply boxes to force me to do that because they're not even there yet. Um, my, speaking of resupply boxes, this was, today was the first night that we went into town. We went into the town of Hiawassee, um, and got shuttled in by the top of Georgia hostel. Great hostel, by the way, the people here are phenomenal. So if you get a chance to stay here, definitely take it. And everybody's very, very nice. Uh, shower felt amazing, but I'm getting off topic. But anyway, going back to resupplying. And we got into the town. I was been really worried about, you know, am I going to get the right amount of food? Am I going to go hungry? What if I don't make it? You know, <laughs> all these irrational thoughts. But, you know, once I was in the supermarket, it was actually really easy. We went to an Ingalls and I resupplied. It, like, no big deal. I ended up carrying uh, 11 and a half pounds of food out, including a big jar of peanut butter. Uh, but I think it's going to work out. And that should take me into the Nantahala Outdoor Center, the NOC. So, um, I met a couple people that I'm hiking around, namely this one dude, I won't mention any names for just because I didn't ask him if I could put him out there, but uh, he seems to be hiking the same mileage and I think we have the same plan, go into the Knock in about 4.5 days and probably Nero and then Zero because the temperature is going to be dropping down into 12 degrees or even single digits for the low. And although my sleep system should be able to handle that eh, It's just something I don't really (laughs) want to hike in But, you know, we'll see how it goes Things change out here in an instant So, anyway, I'm having a blast out here That's really all I can say The views are phenomenal The people are amazing And I'm so glad I decided to embark on this journey Anyway, I'm frozen, like I said, top of Georgia Hostel Thanks for listening
3: Hello, everybody. It's Katherine, recording from near Hiawassee, Georgia. One of the first things to report is that I have a trail name, and it's Manhattan, where I was born and raised. Big fan because I haven't heard anything like it at all before, so it seems pretty unique. It fits me pretty well, um, and, you know, it makes people wonder, hey, how did that happen? Now, I've been on the trail... Let's see, this is going to be Friday night. I've been on the trail for six days now, and I have already totally lost track of what day it is, what day of the week, what the actual date is, and it did not take long for that to happen. Um, Some of the things that didn't turn out quite as expected. First of all, I thought that there would be a lot more downtime. I figured, you know, wake up early, hike all day, camp in the afternoon, have a couple hours to relax with the other hikers. I don't know if it's the pace I'm going at, which is kind of anywhere from 10 to 15 miles a day or what exactly, but there is not that much time to relax, Um, which is fine. You know, it keeps me busy, but I haven't had time to put up a new post on the trek. It's hard to even get a couple minutes to just take notes on what's happened during the day. So that's something I wasn't expecting for sure. Another thing that I knew from hiking when I was little, but I think I forgot... Or just how constant the chores are. So let's walk through a typical day. You wake up in the morning. Whether you slept in the shelter, slept in a tent, you have to pack everything up. So sleeping bag, sleeping pad, change your clothes, brush your teeth, go to the bathroom, all that morning stuff. That has been taking me about an hour. I also eat some breakfast, get some water, filter the water. So from when I wake up to when I leave, it's at least an hour to an hour and a half later. Um... Then during the day is just hiking, and I've tried to cut down on some of the maintenance by no longer cooking breakfast, but actually getting a lot of cliff bars. It helps because it's it's one fewer chore in the morning. Now, evening is a little bit of a more complicated story. First thing is, if I'm somewhere early enough, I want to air out all of my gear. So I'm sitting at my campsite tonight looking around. There are four socks on my right. Directly across from me on a tree branch, I've got a t-shirt, rain jacket, tent, stuff sacks, and bag cover. Then the tree on the left has my backpack, two bandanas, shorts, and gaiters. So first thing is air out the clothes when I can. Um, Second thing is set up my tent or shelter, reverse of what I did in the morning. Third thing is make sure I have enough water for cooking. Then I start thinking about dinner. Is there anything that I want to soak for a little bit before I cook? Um, tonight there is, because I'm having taco rice and black bean chili. So it cooks a little bit faster if I let it soak for a while. I also have to change into my trail clothes, do a little bit of a wet wipe shower, so I'm not terribly disgusting. Um, what else? I'm missing something. But, you know, it's, it's kind of an endless list of chores, and I personally like things that I can finish and this is something that is just rinse and repeat every single day. I go through all the same chores, which again, I knew because I've hiked when I was little, but I think I did my best to block it out because I do not like doing chores at all. Um, some things that have been easier than expected. I am feeling really good. Uh, I started off doing two eight mile days. Then I did a 16 mile day. Then I think it was around 10 and then 15. And even though that's Kind of pushing it early on right now everything feels fine no blisters um nothing's really sore i'm just tired which you would probably expect um in terms of the other people on the trail the first few days i was hiking with the same group of girls and guys from all over i'm the only northerner there are lots from florida texas and all that fun stuff um I don't tend to hike with other people as much during the day. I have a pretty fast pace when it's flat, probably thanks to my New York upbringing, but I really slow down going uphill, so that doesn't quite match up with other people's paces. So it's mainly hiking by myself during the day for the most part, sometimes meeting up with people if we see a stream, and then usually camping together in the same place. Tonight's actually the first night I'm camping by myself. A lot of the guys went into town to get a hotel, Um, I didn't feel dirty enough to do that yet. I figured I'll hold out till I get to Franklin in a few days. So I'm camped on the top of a hill, and it looks like I have the whole spot to myself, which is a first. Um, kind of excited about that. Kind of nervous. When I'm by myself and I hear rustling outside my tent, I assume it is a, like, bear trying to eat me. Which, of course it isn't, but you know how it is. Um, otherwise, feeling pretty good. I am... I guess I had, I had two moments of why am I doing this when I could be doing literally anything else that is that is a lot easier than this. One was kind of early on on the first day when I was wondering what did I get myself into. And then the second one was yesterday because the shelter I was stopping at was at the top of a hill. And I don't know what, but maybe half a mile before the top, I, I had to sit down and take a little bit of a break because... I was just so tired, and it seemed like it just kept going all the way up. But I made it. And I'm going to try to keep that attitude. Uh, It's one step at a time. I also had my first rainy night last night when I was in a tent, so I got to pack up and hike in the rain in the morning, which was better than I was expecting. So that's a bit of a relief. I know Monday, for me, is going to rain all day long, so that's going to be camping and hiking and doing all my chores in the rain. Otherwise... Everything is going pretty well I'm I'm happy I'm excited to get to Franklin and take a day off go to the lazy hiker brewery and maybe see if I can meet up with some of the folks that I've been seeing on the past days uh, lots of trail magic we had some very nice ladies who hiked before as well as a couple I guess one one big youth group so their hamburgers were delicious and honestly that food <laughs> that food made me so happy it was right in between coming down from a mountain and hiking up to the next one so it hit at exactly the right moment um i think that's about all for now you'll probably hear from me next when i'm in franklin after a bit of a recovery day and some laundry so this is uh catherine or manhattan now i guess signing off
4: Hello, hello! This is Hot Buns, formerly The Flats.
5: And no worries.
4: Coming at you from Anoda Mountain Retreat, an absolute hidden gem located off Unicoi Gap. Well, as you can see, my trail name changed. Funny story. <laughs> I singed my brand new Patagonia Puffy on day three of my thru-hike on a propane heater at Woody Gap trying to warm up my butt. (laughs) Due to this, I was aptly given the title Hot Buns. So shout out to Rampage for a clever and fitting trail name.
5: So much for the brand new four-day-old Puffy from Patagonia. (laughs) Whoops.
4: (laughs) Anyway, the reality of this thru-hike finally hit me in the first few days, and it was and is much harder than I expected. Um, I got a bit overwhelmed thinking about the magnitude of what I'm attempting, and I made myself sick, like literally. Um, I couldn't eat and I ended up climbing Blood Mountain malnourished and slightly dehydrated. But I made it. And I feel like if I can hike Blood Mountain, the tallest mountain in Georgia, with no calories in me, I can pretty much do anything. So I started to relax a bit and not try to plan everything out. I was stressing myself out knowing I had to do like X amount of miles in a day to get to the shelter that I wanted to get to. And I feel like I was missing all the joy in the hike. So I took a deep breath. I slowed down and relaxed. Um, I now stop and here and there, wherever, and you know, get beautiful pics, or just look at the amazing scenery, frost on the trees from the overnight cold. Um, Yeah, I am through hiking the trail to lose my sense of control and planning everything, and that's been really hard for me to do.
5: I've seen the battle the first couple days. She loves to control everything in normal life, and the battle with that, and the last couple days now, I can see that changing more relaxed staying in the moment exactly why we're out here
4: exactly and you know everything everything's hard when you start this you know my knees hurt the first three days you know i didn't want to eat but i knew i had to i was trying to figure out the whole peeing in the woods thing as a female and that's been difficult but i have that down finally so you know everything's just been a little bit more difficult out here than i expected now um the community out here has been absolutely fabulous
5: unspokenly fabulous. Yes. Most hikers will talk about long distance trail communities. It's even better than you would believe. It's amazing.
4: Yeah. I did not expect perfect strangers to be so concerned, helpful and amazing to me. Uh we had a cold front come through and it got down to about 12 degrees Fahrenheit as an overnight low. Uh we were warm, but you know, it wasn't the most fun. The next day sitting on top of Blood Mountain, the forecast showed that it was going to be even colder with a low of 5 degrees. Um, you know, we didn't know what we were going to do. I know John's feet were cold the night before, sorry, no worries. Feet were <laughs> cold the night before in, um, his 20 degree quilt. And I was kind of worried that, you know, it was going to get even colder. So he wouldn't get as much rest and it would, you know, he'd just be cold all night. So as it happens, um, a guy named Hammerhead was on top of Blood Mountain and he was slack packing to, um, Niels Gap and asked us what we were going to do for the night uh, we said we hoped to get into the hostel, but we didn't know what we were going to do if it was full. He then offered to share his cabin with us. Um, he said the upper loft was open, and he didn't you know, expect anything from us. It was the best trail magic I have experienced, and it came exactly at the time that I needed it most, because the night before had been the worst night I had had on the trail, and I was pretty much ready to give up. So, you guys, the trail really does provide. So,
5: It it really does. Like, you're going to hear that, and it's crazy. Um, It was coming to the peak of her trying to control every second. It was kind of breaking down. She couldn't eat and such. That's why Blood Mountain was so tough. Mm -hmm. And that was the day that everything turned. She stopped trying to control it, and uh, she was no longer thinking about going home.
4: Yeah, so it really made a difference. Hammerhead
5: from Jacksonville, you're the best, man.
4: Yeah, thank you, Hammerhead, for your generosity and kindness. I will never forget it um so i also i did happen to run into a fellow at uh trail correspondent for the trek at blue mountain shelter when it was pouring rain we had uh stopped to get uh, a reprieve from the rain um her name's nancy her trail name is dash she is an absolute lovely lady that ended up bunking with us in the hostel at Noda mountain retreat um for a night to get out of the rain and cold
5: dash it was great meeting you a lot of fun um Enota was amazing. She did skip out because she had something going before they fixed our water. Enota is amazing. Yes. They just had a little water issue our first day. Yes. All is good.
4: But it's all good. It got fixed. <laughs> and then another interesting uh, little uh, mishap so a, occurred.
5: A quick little mishap on how, you know, just smile and, and laugh it off. Hung our bear bags on a cliff, but worked just fine. Taking them down, I got Hot Bun's bear bag to the side. Once I got her bear bag to the side, I heard a weird noise. I looked the other direction and saw my bear bag bouncing down a cliff (laughs) at probably about a 70 degree angle. Uh, Lost sight of it. Could still hear it bouncing. Just closed my eyes, said a couple curse words, went and get my trekking poles and found it. uh, I counted to keep mentally strong 419 steps down the hill at the bottom. (laughs) um that took me 50 minutes to go those steps because it was very sharp and took me about 35 minutes to get back up Mm -hmm. i could barely breathe or talk
4: yes i can attest to that
5: worst thing ever but by lunch i was smiling listen i mean laughing it off my heart broke when i saw it rolling down that hill but you get past it man it's all good yeah
4: mistakes will happen and you know what you'll learn from it no worries no worries and that's why he has his name (laughs) so uh on an ending note Uh, Part of me feels that the trail is changing me. I already feel more relaxed. My knees do also, and I feel like my body can do more miles. So I'm starting to see how amazing this trail can be. Well, that's it for me, and no worries. So we are on to the next destination. Just remember to always get out and live the adventure.
6: Good morning, this is Kenneth Pereiro coming to you just a little outside of Franklin, North Carolina. I'm at my parents' cabin, which is actually back in Georgia. Uh, But they came and picked me up today at the mile 109 mark, along with a fellow hiker, uh, Allie, and a couple other guys. And were kind enough to take us in for the night. Um, It's been a crazy week. Uh, it's been one of the most exciting and, uh, just, uh, I guess blissfully happy weeks I've had, uh, I'm out here with some coffee, so it's, it's, I'm, I'm enjoying the luxuries while I have them. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I've been out here, this is a week today, have been moving inadvisably fast, but I can't really help it, and it's been interesting to kind of run into people with similar paces, um. It's kind of few and far between, but, you know, I think all the all the people who are sort of with the same kind of agenda do somehow meet up and clump up. And um, I think I'm part of a larger group that <coughs> likes to travel long and uh, hard all day, but then kind of meet up at camp and compare notes and stuff like that. Um So, in terms of realities versus expectation of this trip so far, it's been pretty on par with what I expected, having been out there last year and done this exact same section uh, to Winding Stair Gap. (coughs) Um, You know, I kind of encountered all types of weather, freezing cold, wet, uh, some great dry and sunny days where you get sunburned. Um, You know, it really, (coughs) it's, it's both extremes. I'm actually getting a little sick, so that's one unfortunate thing that I wasn't expecting. But it doesn't appear to be a sickness that really affects my respiration or consciousness, so it could be worse. A sip of coffee, real quick. Um, I think, you know, it's it's so yeah, it's as as hard as I pretty much expected it would be, and the community out here has just been great. You know, I like to hike by myself for the majority of the day, you know, take a break sort of midway through, um, maybe have a cup of coffee, some. Uh, protein powder, that's kind of been my go to recently, and talk to people who might be at the shelter and then kind of push on for another few hours. Um, I think one thing that really has uh, defied my expectations in a really good way is that I wasn't expecting so quickly to find people who I just connected with so deeply. And there have been several of them out there. Uh, shout out to, I guess, Emily, Allie, Fleetfoot, uh, Leopard apologies if I'm forgetting anybody, but um, I think one of the first, I think I got in Neil's Gap on the third day, and sort of did a Nero there, and I met this guy who, at first I didn't really think I would connect with, he's a a British-Australian transplant, something like that, but this guy was just so, so funny, and his, I don't want to say ineptitude, but just the way he was going about camping was very uh, without knowledge, and so I helped him a lot with his trekking poles and setting up his um, hammock, which I don't know how to do, and he, he was just uh, hilariously hopeless, and he just had that dark kind of British uh, humor about the whole thing. And his, what he was commenting and the things he would say to people, it, it made me laugh so hard I had to actually like, step away from him several times just because I, I thought I was going to have an aneurysm. And that kind of laughter and that kind of closeness is something that I really have only felt with some of my best friends um, that I've known throughout my life. And so just to meet someone uh, and, you know, same day basically to just feel like a real strong companionship is uh, is not something I expected to happen so quickly. And, you know, it is sad because, again, everyone's pace is different. So even if you meet someone at a shelter or a campsite or something, you're not necessarily going to see them the next day, and again, I like to hike alone, so um, I had to kind of say goodbye to most of the people who I've met so far. Even if it was a great night around the fire or you know cooking food together, so that's that's sort of a bittersweetness that I guess you can't really avoid, um, since we all have to kind of hike our own hike. Um, <clears throat> a couple years ago, I biked to New York City, and from Atlanta by myself. And that journey was a lot more solitary. Um, I don't think I really spoke to a single person, aside from like McDonald's cashiers, uh, didn't have any meaningful conversations. Um, Conversely, being on this trip so far, I mean, it's just like meaningful interaction after meaningful interaction. And so at this point, I'm very, very glad that I didn't end up biking cross-country. Because um, I think it would have been, I think it would have been a good experience, but I just don't think it would have been as personally fulfilling. I mean, again, this is sort of like one of the reasons the AT was so attractive to me in general. Because I remember just having that feeling of like, <clears throat> if I ever needed to um, feel just this crazy strong sense of community and fullness with other people. It's, it's just amazing how quickly it arises, you know. I think most people have good intentions out here, and most people want to help each other and, you know, help us. Everyone wants to help everyone else get through the whole thing. And we're all on the same page, so uh, it's just it's an amazing thing to feel. And it's something that I really haven't felt anywhere else in my life. Um, I've had a couple of instances walking <laughs> just in this first week where I'm like, kind of sad already i'm like damn this is almost over like it feels like it just started and it did so you know i need to have a few more days in the rain maybe (laughs) so i can get uh a bit more level on that respect um but yeah i'm really enjoying it i don't want it to end uh any sooner than it needs to even though i am kind of walking fast my body's holding up well the descents are rough on my knees but i'm sort of figuring out how to descend properly um For me, it seems like I just need to do high cadence with the trekking poles so that um, I'm almost doing two trekking poles for each step forward, if that makes any sense. Um, But, you know, we all have our own weaknesses and all that stuff out here. (coughs) But, yeah, it really couldn't be better. Couldn't ask for more. Um, I woke up this morning, um, uh, just like it feels like Christmas, you know. I I woke up at 6 without any kind of aid just because I want to get back on the trail. This is my second night off the trail in the the week that I've been out here. And I can't lie, uh, I'm I'm sad every time I have to leave the woods and I'm just anxious to get back to the task at hand and looking forward to getting into camp and all the stuff. I mean, it really really does mirror the uh, experience last year and I'm really, really excited for today because today, once I cross over the road at Winding Stair Gap, that's when the real novelty begins for me i've never been on that side of this journey and <laughs> that's uh, where the next 2100 miles lie so from here i have no plan um i i'm close to the noc which will be another milestone and hallmark and uh yeah i'm just i'm excited to get back out there and and keep walking just day after day after day Uh, yesterday was our first day of rain waking up in rain and walking in rain and uh, the suck was certainly embraced so for now, no longer negative 70 miles on the Appalachian Trail, I'm now 109, headed north and about to have my Samwise Gamgee the furthest from home I've ever been moment and I'm really really excited to continue all is well and I can't wait to get back out there Kenneth Barrero signing out getting back to you again soon later down the trail. Bye for now.
7: Hello there, friends. This is Melissa checking in from Franklin. And uh, I'm currently in a budget inn and I'm resting and icing my newly sprained ankle um don't blue blaze (laughs) y'all um but actually do blue blaze just do it responsibly and in your hiking shoes with a headlamp if it's dark um I took a pretty nasty fall last night and uh Luckily, nothing's broken. Uh, The doctor told me it's just a sprain. So I am in Franklin, just resting for a little bit and waiting for my Tramily to come in. Um, So yeah, the first week on trail has been way different than I thought it was going to be. I feel like I expected it to be very simple, very like clear-cut and dry what I was supposed to be doing every day and what I needed to do every day. But every day has been different, and every day has had its own challenges um, and struggles. We uh, started off thinking that we were going to be doing maybe like 10 miles a day, and we being... um, Julia and Allie, these two lovely ladies that I started with. Um, so we, we originally planned to do 10 miles a day, no more, no less. Uh, well, less if our bodies felt like it, but definitely no more. And we realized that that wasn't going to be the easiest thing to do because every 10 miles, there's not a shelter. Every 10 miles, there's not water. Um, And it's really awesome to camp at these already established campsites in the beginning because you have the support of bear cables and a pumped spring and all these things. Um, so yeah. We've been averaging between, like, 11 and 13. Um, and we have met up with our friend Dave, um who has been hiking with us for a little bit. And uh, we've been really enjoying each other's company, honestly. I really like hiking with them. Uh, We seem to be at the same pace, which is awesome. Um, We have met a bunch of other people in our hiking bubble, uh, and that's been really fun. We've met Aquaman, Falcon, Schmutz, um cure who is hiking for cancer research uh aloha and they're all really cool people um and it's been really fun to get to know them so far uh falcon is actually the one who um carried me off of the blue blaze because i couldn't walk on my ankle so shout out to falcon for being awesome (laughs) um yeah we've we've definitely had some like weird moments so far um like night one so we slept on springer uh night zero and then night one we slept on sassafras mountain and we set up camp you know we hung our bear bags and obviously we're all like really worried about bears because we're on the trail and we're three girls by ourselves um so i wake up in the middle of the night at like 3 a.m and I hear this, like, rustling noise. And it sounds like there's a bear or some kind of animal, like, trying to get into Julia's tent. And I realize, oh, my God, she has, like, fruit punch in her water bottle. Oh, my God, they're, like, this animal is going to eat her. So I sit there for 30 minutes, not knowing what to do, you know, still hearing this rustling noise And I keep debating, you know, do I scream? Do I say something? Do I just, like, let it go? And, uh... Sorry, excuse me. And, um... It ends up being just, like, her tent flapping in the wind and, like, rustling in the leaves. And I just, like, felt so stupid because I had been sitting there for so long, like, thinking it was a bear, and when I finally looked, it was just her tent. Um... But honestly, that just goes to show like any kind of small noise is just going to be like amplified and you're just going to go to the worst possible scenario. We also camped on Blue Mountain at Blue Mountain Shelter. And this was the site of our first big thunderstorm lightning storm. Um, We all hunkered down pretty well and were prepared for this storm, but we were not prepared for how bad it was going to be um the wind sounded like a train was coming across the mountain the lightning was so bright and just it felt like there was paparazzi outside of your tent like camera flashes every uh every couple minutes so i'm glad that we had that experience um week one because if i can get through that then i can get through pretty much anything um I also have been officially granted a trail name and my trail name, drumroll please, is Banks, B-I-N-X and it is because of the cat from Hocus Pocus. His name is Thackeray Banks. He's a black cat and he's very witchy and uh, people thought it just fit me really well because I wear all black and one of my friends on trail said that me julia and ali looked like a coven of witches one night so that is my trail name and i really love it and that is what i will be known as from now on and uh, i guess that's pretty much everything for week one and you will be hearing from me soon happy trails and uh be safe out there (laughs)
8: Hi everyone, this is Nancy, now known as Dash, on the AT, and I'm about six days into my hike, and I am staying at the Standing Indian Shelter, which is about mile 86. So, I am going to talk a little bit about my expectations at this point and what has happened that either confirms or changes what I expected from the trail. The trail is about what I expected as far as the amount of climbing and descending, but what I was not quite prepared for was the incredible cold and wet weather we had the first few days on the trail. On my first night, it was so cold, my headlamp batteries failed, and I realized I needed to keep all my electronics and batteries in my sleeping bag with me. I also kept my water bladder in my sleeping bag that first night and took out my inline Sawyer filter and kept it tucked inside my base layer shirt for the first four days and nights. And as a hammock sleeper, I have been a little bit colder than the tent sleepers. But I find that judging the space I need between trees, plus considering the diameter of the tree trunks, has been a bit time-consuming. I've also been a bit frustrated by bear bag hanging since in mature Woodland Forest, the number of low branches is severely limited and the branches that are available are a lot higher than what I practiced on at home. So I'm not very good at that. So considering the cold temperatures we had, I had a frustrating experience the very first morning when I woke up to really really cold conditions and as I was packing up my gear to get started hiking I realized I had neglected to blow the bladder tube clear and in the time it took me to pack my backpack the water froze in the tube. At the first flowing water source I collected water in my 14 ounce Nalgene and since I am using Aquamira Drops I needed to combine the two different chemicals and wait five minutes before adding the Aquamira to my Nalgene. And in the amount of time it takes for the chemical reaction to take place, the Aquamira froze. I was initially really stymied about this situation and almost resigned to drinking untreated water until I thought of pouring a small amount of the water from the bottle into the cap. Thank goodness it worked. The Aquamira solution melted and I was able to treat my water. I know there are hikers on the trail who do not treat the water they collect, but I don't wanna take the Giardia risk. With cold night temps returning, I will make sure I clear the bladder tube and go back to carrying the Sawyer filter under my shirt. On a lighter note, I have to say that my experience with the trail community has been very positive. Everyone has been really supportive and I think very kind to each other. And I really look forward to continuing my journey and interacting with the other hikers on the trail. It is a wonderful culture and i think is very reassuring in many ways when you are out in the middle of the forest and you come upon a shelter or a camping area and there are people you recognize or new people to meet and it's always just a a really reassuring time to see your fellow hikers and you know talk about the day and just compare notes and, and relax together. It's a really nice situation. So this is Dash signing off from the AT.
9: Hey guys, it's Sarah Herman I am checking in from Julian, um, which is just outside of mile 75, 77, 77 of the PCT. Um, It is day seven for my partner Jess and I, um, and it has been a really incredible week. Um, We have gone a lot further than we thought we would um, as far as mileage goes, and we have just been having a really excellent time. Um, Things have been easier than anticipated in some regards and a little bit harder in other regards. Um, But today we're gonna talk about that and those expectations um, that I had for the trail versus the reality. Um, So the first point I wanna talk about is in the terrain. so everything that I had heard and read about the PCT was that the terrain was pretty easy. Um, that the, the desert, while it isn't flat, um, you know, it's, it's graded pretty easily. Um, that the trail itself is a nice, you know, easy dirt highway. Um, you know, there's not roots, there's not rocks, there's not sticks. Um, it's, you know, very easy to walk on. Um so that's kind of what I was anticipating and what I was excited for especially coming from Pennsylvania where our day hikes are, you know, muddy and coated in rocks and stumps and logs to step over. Um the trail here um it is actually coated in lots of rocks um I was talking to to some other hikers here, and we think it might be because of all the rain that Southern California's had that's just kind of washed all of these loose rocks to the top of the trail. Um, But there have been, I think, more sections coated in rocks than not coated in rocks. Um, So that's definitely, I haven't expected that, and that's um, been something, you know, where I've had to kind of be constantly looking down at my feet as I'm walking to make sure I'm not twisting an ankle to make sure I'm just judging distances properly, um, which I didn't anticipate. Um, but again, I think it's from the rain. Anybody who's done the PCT let me know. Um, cause I'd be interested if this is just something that I missed about it or if this is, um, new this year. And then in regards to the, I guess elevation changes and the gradients themselves, um, it has definitely been harder than I expected. Um, There have been a lot of hills, um, a lot of climbs, a lot of relatively steep climbs, I would say. Um, You know, I'm getting fitter, obviously, and things are getting easier, but I think the first four days or so, majority was pretty uphill. Um, You have a couple of downhill stretches, but the majority of it was, you know, going uphill. Um, And then days five and six have been downhill. Um, And then I think tomorrow we start, you know, going uphill again, and then a couple of days will come downhill. So, um, yeah, it's, you know, I knew it wasn't flat, but it is a little bit more difficult than I expected. Um, But it's been, there have been a lot of really proud moments that have come with that um, as well, just being able to do it. Um, so that's been pretty cool. Um, the second aspect of the reality versus expectations I want to talk about has been the weather. Um, we have planned for it to be hot in the desert. That's what everybody says. Um, it's hot during the day. The nights get, you know, chilly, but not cold. Um, but we have had one day over 80 degrees and everything else is, is pretty much in the 60-ish range during the day, dropping down to 30s now at night, um, thirty around 40 sometimes at night. Um, so it has definitely been colder than anticipated. Um, you know, we've been fine, and at night we've been sleeping very warm, um, sweating sometimes actually, but um, yeah, it has not been anywhere near as warm as I thought it would be, but um, So yeah. And today even, I think the high today was, you know, 51 Fahrenheit. So it's, it's been cold. Um, but it's been, yeah, it's been good. It's, it's been helpful for hiking. Um, it hasn't been too hot. So yeah, but, but that's definitely different than I expected. Um, and then I guess the third reality versus expectation just has to do with how I've, adapted or kind of been handling the, the trail. Um, I think I thought there would probably be a little bit more difficulty, um, like mentally as the week progressed, just, you know, coming down off of that high of starting the trail. Um, I thought it would take more time to adjust just being dirty and to, you know, getting up and moving every day and packing up all your stuff, um, unpacking every day, you know, that whole thing. Um, but so far, I've loved you know pretty much every minute of it. Um, the only real, I guess, kind of low point that we had on the trail was on day two. Um, and I think that that's pretty normal, given that the first day is such a high. You're on this huge, you know, emotional roller coaster leading up to the trail. And then you get here, and it's so exciting, and it's really fun, and you have the first day, and it's great. And then, you know, reality kind of hits you on the next day that like, this is, this is it, this is what we're doing now. Um, To be coupled with the fact that Jess got really sick on day two, Um, she spent the majority of the day throwing up. Um, We were able to still keep going, but we think she just ate something that didn't, you know, sit well. Um, And... Yeah, so she was sick all day and I fell in the first water source that we tried to get water from um, and soaked my shoes. So, you know, hiking in sandals and just, yeah, it was, it was a bit of a reality check of a day. Um, but, you know, we were still smiling through it and here we are on day seven. It seems kind of like a lifetime ago at this point. Um, and yeah, we're still... We're having a blast and I'm super excited for everything that this journey is going to bring. Um, so for now, yeah, although my expectations haven't, you know, lined up too well in, in those categories with the reality of it, um, I was expecting to just be having a great time and to have, you know, kind of be feeling lighter and to be a lot happier. Um, And those things are definitely true. So that's pretty much it for now. Um, I'll check in again later, but it's Sarah Herman um, coming at you from just off of mile 77 on the PCT.
10: What's up? This is Zach Munsell. I am checking in uh, from, what's the name of the town? Julian. Julian. From Julian, California. We know it's just over 69 miles uh, into the Pacific Crest Trail. I think it's 77. (laughs) 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 Uh, But I'm here with a big group of friends. I'm not going to call them a trail family quite yet. Uh, oh, that's mean to say. Cliché name. It's just kind of cliché. We're not right? a cliché type We're person. not a cliché group. Um, yeah, so we're together. We're staying at an Airbnb tonight. And, uh, yeah, we wanted to complete assignment four, talking about our expectations versus reality on trail. So to kick things off, I'm going to pass this over to Alex. Alex, has this been harder or easier than you expected? Like, expectations versus reality, how are you feeling? Um, yeah, so I wasn't
2: expecting to do like as many miles as I'm doing. Um, kind of right out the gate, we like posted up like a 15 miler, which is, which is awesome because it, you know, put us right in the right spot. But my expectation was really to kind of like go out, like start slow and like kind of ease into it. But we've kind of, um, just kind of come right out of the gate and it's been good so far. A little, you know, soreness here and
10: there, but good so far. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think I agree with that completely. Um, people like asked me how many miles I was going to do per day. And I jokingly told them 15 yeah. thinking that I'd eventually build up to that or more. And yeah, like Alex said, right out of the gate, we've been hiking since the beginning. We've done bet- like one 10 day, but a couple 15s and like an 18 mile day. Yeah.
2: Yeah. We did. I mean, 17 today and then uh, 18 two days or two days ago. Yeah. So it's like, we've been posting up some good miles which is good i mean
10: but i'm hurting man (laughs) i hurt my ankle today um or probably hurt it three days ago and it's just compounding but that might be my own fault Uh, and we'll talk about that on the next episode when i talk about uh, what shitty gear i brought yeah Uh, (laughs) that
0: spurred on a lot of new purchases
10: yeah yana you have um same question to you your expectations versus reality
3: well, I think it's a bit of both. Like, I think it's easier in some ways that, for example, just the walking happens naturally and you just, once you're in a zone, you can just keep going, for me at least. And I think the harder part is just, you know, sort of getting into the process of, you know, every day figuring out to pack your gear again and, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's also a mental thing a lot, you know, to get up in the morning and say, okay, I'm going to walk again, you know? But, yeah, yeah. yeah, so I guess it's kind of both, but... um, It's
10: a little different than uh, carrying the mail each day back in Germany, I take it. It is, yeah. Yeah, well, she doesn't look like
3: she's having
0: any trouble doing (laughs) the day.
10: So, Jana, to prepare for the PCT... Was a mail carrier back in Germany, just probably carrying a big rucksack full of mail and hiking. How many miles a day do you think, or
6: kilometers? Think
3: around like 10 10 miles. Wow! Yeah, we could
6: stop by the post office and see if they want to get some more
10: mail. (laughs) 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 Awesome answer. All right, now I'm going to pass the same question over uh, to Paul and Nadine, the couple that I'm hiking with uh, from the UK so yeah same thing expectations versus reality
2: uh it's been a lot of fun to just get started so it was a lot to get here and get organized coming from london um but now we're on the trail everything's gone probably a lot more smoothly than i'd expected Mm. and so really i just follow what jana said it's once you get some sort of routine, which I still feel I'm a long long way away from, I guess it becomes something that you can just... almost becomes meditative. You just keep walking, you keep thinking, and you keep moving, and you have to get your set up and uh, pack pack out and pack down and, and keep moving and keep
1: going. Mm. Nadine? So I had no expectations, I have to say. <laughs> uh, no and low, both of those. And um, for me uh i'm surprised that i've actually done it um and done the out, uh, done the days and done the miles because i did no training either i've never carried a pack <laughs> I've never done any training.
10: <laughs> for some of this, you didn't carry the pack. That's
1: And the reason that that happened was because on day two, my husband made me walk 17 miles when it's the longest I've ever walked with a pack. Yeah. I cried for the last two miles. Oh. Like, proper tears, I don't cry. So he owed me big time the next day. And, um, yeah, and he did me a big favour by carrying the pack for a couple of miles at the end. But, no, it's been brilliant. I've really enjoyed it. I've really, really enjoyed it. So I think it's gone beyond my expectations in terms of actually an experience. And I really, um, yeah, and I admire everyone that commits themselves to do something like this. I think it's a life-changing, it will be a life-changing experience.
10: Yeah, and to give some um, context there, Nadine is just doing, with the first... 150, yes. 200 miles yeah. uh, with Paul, and then we're gonna steal ditcher. him away. Yeah, ditch yeah. her! <laughs> <laughs> Get back to London, exactly. and we're just gonna keep going down the trail. Um, so, yeah, my expectations.
1: Yeah, what about
10: you? Oh man, this is actually a hard question. I prepared more to be the interviewer, not the interviewee. <laughs>
1: yeah.
10: um, it's easier job. Honestly, yeah. I had like, I was, I feel like I'm. I was kind of right about my expectations, besides a couple things that have been hit on. Like, I really didn't think I'd be doing 15 to 18 mile days, and I honestly probably shouldn't be because it's led to an injury. Um, but I'm doing it, and like, I guess when I went into it, I had the hike your own hike mentality. Like, I thought, okay, I'm gonna do low mileage days and um not going to worry about like keeping up with other people or leaving people behind just do my own thing cuz i'm so comfortable hiking alone mm. uh but it it really comes down to the, like at the end of the day even if you've hiked alone you don't want to be alone at the end of the day or i don't really want to you want to be around the people that you've gotten along with the best the people that i'm in this room with now um so yeah my expectations i kind of thought i'd be more of a loner going into this and, you know, things may change. Um, <laughs> <laughs> i may get sick of all of you. Um, but no, it, like, I was pushing myself, I think, just so I wasn't with, you know, maybe a group at the end of the night that I didn't really click with or that I got bad feelings from. Um, and yeah, I guess that's the biggest difference that I found is that I'm not really hiking my own hike. But at the same, I am hiking my own hike, but it's it is kind of choosing to be around as this, this group of people. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's where it really differed. But otherwise my expectations have been on point. I've really enjoyed my time alone and really enjoyed being around the company of others. And, um, I've really just, I don't know, thrived in this in a different way that I don't really thrive in the office setting. Um, just, uh, constantly really happy and smiling and, I'm close to having tears in my eyes sometimes on the trail. Um, Damn, dude. Yeah. And anyways, yeah, this has been uh, Zach and uh, my, my big group uh, checking in from Julian, <sighs> California, mile 77. Uh, catch you a little further on down the trail. Bye-bye. Yeah.
9: Adios. bye See ya. <laughs>
11: It's me coming at you from somewhere north of Warner Springs, California, which is at mile 109 of the PCT. It's been exactly a week since I started hiking, and I have just so much to share. I'll start with day one. It felt like the first day of school and New Year's all rolled into one. My uh, trail angels, Mitch and Monica, dropped us off um, at the Southern Terminus. Uh, My friend Edwin was with me for the first three days. And um, I met the folks at the uh, Southern Terminus. Um, I met Scout of Scout and Frodo fame. And uh, a lot of the people that were in that initial group, we... um, leapfrog each other all day that first day uh, met so many people from different countries and states of the union Um, and that first day I really had it as a goal to make it to Lake Morena. I remembered the malt shop and I wanted to have uh, some good food and there's showers at the campsite and so I had it in my mind that that was my goal and so we took a We took a lot of breaks. We started around 7.30 a.m. and made it to the campground by sunset. And uh, that was uh, a hard day. And uh, the next couple of days, you know, we took it easier because um, that's what I promised my friend that we would do (laughs) since he's not through hiking. um, He, um, I think, um, could could only do so many miles. And that was good for me too, because it, it really kept me from going out too uh, fast, too soon. But in hindsight, that might not have been enough, as I will share with you later. Um, but those first few days were great because I got to see some of the faces of and, and meet some of the people that um, we've come to become familiar with. Uh, Josh and Antoinette, and um, not yet, and making tracks and uh, other folks that we've uh, become friends with along the way and seeing each other at different uh, breaks and, and towns. Um, so that was a lot of fun and uh, after that that first uh, couple of days, the, the reality that this is my life now, this is uh, the new rhythm to my days. Um, by, uh, not by a clock necessarily, but by the sun and by the the weather and uh, the conditions, that that would be my new normal. Um, and uh, so th- coming to that realization was, um, it was surreal. It really was surreal just to think that I had been imagining this and then to be actually here is something else, and um, how how lucky I am I feel how blessed so that was just the thought that I had on the second day and, and also a little bit of doubt too can I do this is it when you think about the totality of twenty six hundred fifty miles to canada it's it's very overwhelming, but as i've heard from other through hikers i've uh heard the advice to you know take it from one town to the next and and not not worry too much about getting to Canada just yet so try to focus on that and uh, make it my goal to get to a certain campsite and uh, to a certain water stop and and uh, get water and so that's made it easier to uh, to think of the trip in those terms so I, uh, let's see, I said goodbye to my friend on Sunday and I've been uh, solo since then, but I really don't think about it as being solo because I'm always seeing people along the trail and especially the familiar faces that I've come to spend time with. Um, So it was just uh, uh, interesting also to make it into Julian on Tuesday Um, I had been there before, and so I wanted to get off trail, if only for a couple of hours, to have some pie and then get back on trail. And uh, I did, but I had a surprise. Uh, One of my cousins, who lives in uh, San Diego County, came to see me. And uh, that's the advantage of having your family and friends track your GPS. They can come and visit with you. And he did indicate that he uh, may be able to see me, but actually walking into town on Main Street and seeing my cousin was amazing. And so we shared a meal together and um, had a chicken pot pie and apple pie. Um, And then um, he was on his way and I went into the market to buy some food for the next couple of days. But that just uh, lifted my spirits and just made me feel so happy that I have my family uh, rooting for me and, uh, happy for me. Um, so that I think that was one of the highlights of the week. And I was still able to make, um, uh, some miles after I got back on the trail. So, uh, a day after that, we, um, I kept going. I, I caught up with, uh, Antoinette and Josh and, um, you know a a couple of uh, days prior to that I had been started to feel some pain on my foot on my right foot Um, and that uh, became pain in both my feet Um, so I was a little concerned I have to admit Um, and uh, try to go slower and really not try to catch up to anybody really hike my own hike as they say and stay on my pace and, and don't let my ego and my pride get the best of me. Um, however, uh, by the time I hobbled into Warner Springs a day ago, I was, um, I was hurting. And I realized my shoes were pretty worn out. These are uh, shoes uh, that I had been hiking in for a while, have no idea how many miles I had in them. But I did see that they were pretty bald <laughs> on the t- on the t- the tread. Um, so when I got into Warner Springs, first thing I did was go to the uh, outfitter that is set up on the parking lot. There's a, an airstream that is uh, fully equipped for anything that hikers may need. And I picked up a new pair and a pair of insoles. Um, and later I picked up also a massage ball to um, to roll my feet, with uh, the goal now for real to really slow down and um, and aim for fewer miles a day. There's really no rush to get to Kennedy Meadows so uh, right now that's my biggest concern is to stay healthy and to make sure that I get stronger so that I can keep uh, moving forward and um, sharing stories with you all. Until then, bye.
0: And that concludes today's show. In our next episode, we're going to get our first update from our second group, which is our remaining PCT hikers, CDT hikers, and Lucas, who's out on the American Discovery Trail. If you enjoy the show and want to help out, you can do so by leaving a review on iTunes and sharing this podcast with family, friends, enemies, and your bowling league. Also, be sure to subscribe to ensure you don't miss future episodes. Today's show was edited by our guy, Pauly Boy Shellcross, who is also the genius behind these tunes? You can keep up with the show on Instagram at Trail Correspondence, on Twitter at pod and on Facebook at facebookcom TrailCorrespondence. You can keep up with me personally at ZR Davis on Instagram and Twitter. You can also get a hold of us via email at podcast at thetrek.co. Signing off for now. Happy hiking.